Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. We're kind of continuing the process like we started last week with that video on Jesus. is Jesus a liar, a lunatic, or is he the Lord? We're reducing, reusing, recycling. So there is um, a video we made with Ascension in a program called The 99 that was kind of developed by Mark Hart. And I was able to make a couple videos for that program and re recognize that the 99 is all about what? About all about the parable that Jesus said. Well, here's a, here's a shepherd who leaves the 99 in pursuit of the one. And so we made this video, made the whole program with the idea behind it being, what's the need? What, what do we need to do? Well, we need to find those who are lost. We need to go after those who have wandered away. And one of the groups of people that um, is just near and dear to my heart are young adults. It's, it's basically when I first got ordained, the bishop assigned me to youth and young adult ministry and assigned me to campus, uh, working in campus ministry. And that's what I've done for virtually almost my entire priesthood. And so young adults are, in so many ways, they are the one. They're the one that we need to pursue. Um, and so here's a video about uh, young adults and the church. It comes from the program called The 99. Obviously, bringing the gospel to any group of people will always have its challenges. But I believe that one of the most difficult groups of people to, to encounter with the gospel of Jesus Christ nowadays is young adults. Not only are there the, the natural obstacles that of our own human hearts, right? Just our minds, our hearts, sometimes are hardened to the Lord. Sometimes we're indifferent, sometimes we're ignorant, and sometimes um, we just couldn't be bothered with the gospel. But there's, there's an even bigger wall when it comes to a lot of young adults in the United States at this point. There was, years ago, a book written uh, where they asked a number of young adults who were not Christian what they thought of when they heard the word Christianity. Now, if you're a Christian, you think of words like mercy and love and hope and peace and um, family. But these non-Christians that they asked, what do you think of when you hear the word Christianity? Their responses basically were boiled down, boiled down to five words. They thought judgmental, bigoted, homophobic, elitist, and hypocrite. That's what the world thinks of Christians. And that's most what young adults who have never encountered Christ think about when they think about the thing that gives you and your life hope and meaning. In addition, there's a crisis in hope and there's a crisis in meaning. Here's what I mean. Those who are young adults right now were raised in what you might call the hyper-information age. Now, that's very different than from uh, those of us who are a little bit older. Um, but those who are raised in a hyper-information age, I don't know if that's a problem, you know, where you can go to the computer and you can look up anything about anything. I think a consequence of the hyper-information age is the issues what I would call a hyper-opinion age. You know what I mean? Where you can go to, uh, you know, one website and it will make um, all these claims about, you know, this is what, the way the world is. And then you go to another website and it makes the opposite claims. Like, no, no, this is how the world is. And imagine being raised in that kind of a situation. Imagine being raised without any kind of steadfast and solid thing you could trust. That all it is is opinion. And you have no way of cutting through those opinions to finding out, well, what's the truth? What you end up thinking is, well, there's nothing I can trust. Not only that, but this generation of young adults has been raised in an age that is unprecedented when it comes to relationship breakdown. I mean, this isn't 
uh, a surprise to any of us, right? I mean, all of us, we all know someone who, whose marriage has fallen apart, whose family has fallen apart. Not only is there no thing you can trust, there's also ultimately no one you can trust. And even if they were blessed to be in a, in a family that was, that was solid, that, that stayed together, everyone they knew knew someone whose family, whose relationships didn't stay together. Well, I believe that what God is doing is he's allowing us to be able to have access to those wounds with the very things those wounds long for. Here's what I mean. If I was raised in a, in a culture, in a society where I didn't know if there was anything that I could trust, I didn't know if there was anything more than just opinion, I didn't know if there's anything like truth, well, there actually is the truth. His name is Jesus Christ. There is a God and he created this world on purpose. It's not on accident. And that is something you can trust. We're inviting you into a community that you can trust. A little bit ago, there was a young woman who moved to um, the town in which I live and serve on the university campus. She came there as a graduate student. Now, she had never been baptized and she had never really had any encounters with Christians and specifically Catholics. Now, in her undergrad, she did study abroad in Rome and she went to the Vatican and she got to see Pope Francis. It was really exciting for her. She has all these pictures. It was a big deal for her. But she moved to our town and some people from our Newman Catholic community on campus befriended her and they invited her over to the house, to the Newman house, uh, for a bonfire one night. She said, well, at first, am I allowed to go to that kind of thing? And I said, of course you are. It's just a, it's just a bonfire. She said, yeah, but I know about Catholics. Um, I don't, I'm not Catholic. I don't think they'll like me. In fact, I heard that Catholics hate people like me. And all of her friends were like, well, we're Catholic. We like you. Are you kidding me? She's like, yeah, I'm still super, super nervous about this. Well, she eventually came over and she encountered this joyful community that was willing, not just willing, that wanted to meet her. They wanted to be part of her life and they wanted to be her friend. In the course of that, that, that friendship developing, what she realized was, okay, there are some people I can trust. In addition, she realized as we were uh, sharing with her the gospel, oh, there is something I can trust, the truth of Jesus Christ, the truth of God. But the breakthrough came when there was a third thing. She was able to get away on a retreat. In this world, in this day and age, you know this. So many people, including so many young people, are constantly distracted by the noise, by the activity, by the distractions. To be able to get away and encounter the person of Jesus is an absolute game changer. It's the kind of thing that will not only uh, change one's community, but it will change someone's life. It changed her life and she was just baptized this last Easter vigil and she's now in full communion with the church. One of the things she said after she got baptized, she said, now I can't wait to do for someone else what this community did for me. This is what you're able to offer as well. The truth in a world that wonders, is there anything I can trust? Uh, a family, a community uh, to a world that's wondering, is there anyone I can trust? And Jesus, the calm in the midst of the storm to people that are lost and afraid and don't know where to turn. And so I want to let you know that I'm praying for you because what you're about to do is something that will change people's lives.